and uh, that's on prayer. And uh, I just titled it Prayer Time. How many knows prayer is important? I said prayer is important. You, you listen. I, I figure if you ain't got time for prayer, you ain't got. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna miss out on a whole lot that God has for you. Amen. Uh, Jesus said, He said, men ought to always pray and never quit and never lose heart, never faint, never give up. And I found this out. If you'll pray, you won't give up. You won't quit if you'll pray. The disciples told Jesus in Luke 11.1, He said, Jesus, teach us to pray as John taught His disciples. So they understood there was some power in prayer because they watched their Savior and their Lord pray. Jesus had a relationship with the Father. He was a, uh, and he prayed. I, I've said it before when I started this. He prayed in the valleys and he prayed on the mountaintops. He went off by himself. I'm telling you, it kind of tells me this. You can pray in the, in the, seems like the wilderness times of your life and you can pray when it seems like everything's going great. Here's what I have discovered in times in years past that people will pray in the tough times and when things are going well, they kind of lose sight of that until something else arises and that should not happen. We've got to stick with God, stick with prayer and uh, we've talked about the different things we need to do to get answered prayer and I'm not going to go back through them all. We've done, done them every single time but, but we're going to go back to number six because I ain't through. Number six is to give God praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Did you know praise and worship was one of the highest forms of prayer? One of the highest forms of prayer is praise and worship. That's We do praise and worship here, have a great praise and worship team. Thank God for our, 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 our praise and worship uh, musicians. They, they do us a great job, don't they? And we thank you God for them and we appreciate them so very, very much. And uh, But I want to start with Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And uh, in the New Living Translation, it says this, Don't worry about anything. You're to nudge somebody. Well, you can't. Most of you ain't got nobody next to you to nudge. <laughs> if you had somebody, you are to nudge them and say, Listen, don't worry about how many things? About what? How many? Nothing. Nothing. Don't worry about what? Nothing. You say, Well, Pastor, you don't know what I've got, got going right now. That don't matter. God does. He still said, don't worry about what? Nothing. Don't worry about what? Nothing. Anything, nothing, same thing. But here's what he said, instead of worrying, replace worry with something. Instead, pray. Instead, pray about what? Everything. everything. Praise God. He said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. In other words, he's telling us you need to replace worry with prayer. Now, let me ask this question. How, many, how much prayer time would you have if you replaced worry with prayer time? You'd have a whole lot of time to pray because I know there's a whole lot of people that worry all the time. I'm just so worried about this and I'm so worried about that. Now, what are, listen, you don't have to say I'm so worried about something. All you say, well, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Well, that's the same thing. Now, if you was praying instead of worrying... Guess what? You're going to be more effective because worry will affect some things. It'll make things worse. And it sure ain't going to enhance nothing. And so don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Anybody got any needs? Isn't that one of what we talked about? Tell God, write down your needs, what you have need of. You know, you don't get, you need to get specific with God. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. 
Did you know in the middle of, in your prayer, we I know when Linda leads us in prayer, we do a lot of thanksgiving and, and thanking God. When I pray, I do a lot of thanking and thanking God for what He's done. And I know you do too. He says, thank Him for what He's what? What He's done. Sometimes we forget what He's already done because we're concerned about what we're believing for now. But I'm telling you, sometimes we got to get our mind off of what we haven't got and get our minds on what we do have and start thanking God for what we do have. And I'm telling you, the things we don't have is going to start coming into our lives. So he says, uh, 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 thank him for what he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Isn't that what people searching right now for is peace? Some assurance? To realize, you know, I'm just don't, I just don't know what I do, what I'll do. I, I just don't have any peace in this area. Well, honey, the Bible says that if you'll pray about things instead of worry about things, then you'll experience God's peace. Amen. People come to me all the time, said, "Well, I, I, pray for me about something. How do I know this, this, that?" I said, "Well, I'm telling you what. If you'll be led by peace, you'll you'll get a whole lot more things done in your life, and you'll live a whole lot better quality life if you'll just live in peace." It says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard what? Your hearts and what? Minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It'll guard your heart and mind. Do we need peace in our minds? That, that's one of the biggest battlegrounds we have is our mind. I, I know uh, uh, Joyce Myers has that book, The Battle of the Mind. And we I've read, I've read so many books on the, the power of your thoughts and your words and such as that. And, and uh, I'm telling you, God wants you to have a peaceful life, totally confident that God's going to take care of everything in your life. Amen. Amen? And so pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. And so we talked about Thanksgiving Sunday morning. I'm not, really, not going to really go back over a lot of those things that we talked about Sunday morning. But uh, I do want to go back, if you will, to uh, the story in the Old Testament about Jonah. Uh, just for a minute. I'm not going to spend a, a much time there, but isn't that a good story? Some of you that was here Sunday morning, you remember that story, and, and Jonah got swallowed up by a whale. And so in verse chapter 2, verse 1, how come Jonah got swallowed by a whale or fish? Because he was running from God and not wanting to do what God told him to do. Huh? The Bible says he ran from God. From God. Actually, if you'll read chapter 1, you'll find out he was running from God's presence. That's what it said. He was running from God's presence. I mean, I'm telling you something. Some people get nervous in God's presence. They really do. We've had people run out of the church before years ago run out of the church right in the middle of praise and worship service, run over somebody's car in the parking lot trying to get out. They thought, oh my God, I'm freaking out. So I'm telling you something, you got to enjoy the presence of God. But Jonah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Jonah, he, listen, he, he was running from God because God wanted him to go to Nineveh. So he's running from God and a, a fish swallowed him up and it says, then Jonah prayed. How many knows it's time to pray when you done got swallowed by fish? See, a lot of people feel like they're swallowed up by their situation. Feel like they're swallowed up. Saying, this thing is swallowing me. This thing is overshadowing me. This thing is overcoming me. And uh, I've, I've seen people here just recently, their situations are just literally trying to consume them. Just trying to consume them. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened to Jonah. He was consumed and uh, uh, completely engulfed. 
And the Bible says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, Lord his God from the fish's belly, and he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And what did God do? He answered me. He answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. The King James says, Out of, out of hell I cried out. He felt like he was in hell. Anybody ever felt like he was in those situations? Just kind of like hell has just moved into your house and moved into your situation. Well, that's the way Jonah felt. But notice what verse 9 says. He said, notice what he says, but I will sacrifice to you. I will sacrifice. Jonah's saying this, I will sacrifice to you, to God. And sacrifice means to offer something. He said, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. I'm telling you, listen, you know, I've, I've thought about this and I know you probably have too. You sit here and think, when he got thankful, when he got thankful, all of a sudden God commanded that fish to vomit him right up on the beach. Do you know what Jonah did when that happened? He went to Nineveh. A three days journey, he got there in one day. Now, he's, re- he's, he's ready to get on it right now, right? Uh, anybody ever read the whole story of Jonah? Read the whole, whole book? You'll find out that even when he preached to them and they repented, he got mad. He got mad because they repented. He said, I knew if I went and preached to them, God, you were just gonna, you were just gonna uh, forgive them. And it, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit. You're just gonna forgive them. Well, yeah. Isn't that why we want to tell somebody about Jesus? So they'll repent and get their heart right? And that's what God wants for everybody. But I'm telling you, Jonah was in a mess, and right in the middle of his mess, he began to pray. Let me say this to you. You're never too far into something that God can't get you out. Are you hearing me? That God can't get you out if you will turn your attention. Remember Hezekiah? The prophet went in there with Isaiah, the prophet, went into him and said, you better get your house in order because you're going to die. He said, ooh, I'm sure I'd have thought that, Charlotte. Ooh, <laughs> really? He said, yeah, you're going to die. You better get your house in order. When he walked out before Isaiah got out of there, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and started crying out to God. God told him to go back in there tell him I add 15 more years to his life. What changed? Him. What happened? He began to cry out. He turned to God. There's no telling what he was... Don't tell us what he said. He was probably repenting, saying, God, I'm sorry. Give me another chance. And God gave 15 more years to his life. I'm telling you, you can... Listen to me. Prayer can add some things to your life. And prayer will take some things out of your life that needs to be removed. Are you Are you hearing me? So we know that Jonah got did what he was supposed to do. And then in Hebrews 13, 15, I'm just going to read this. He says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips or our mouths giving thanks to his name. I'm telling you, how, when should, how often should we do that? How often? The Bible says continually. I mean, we're to be thanking God for the the little things in life. You believe that? 
Just the little things in life. Don't matter how big or significant they are. Everything should be big and significant when it comes to God in our lives. Let's go to a, a passage of Scripture I've read many, many times here, but we're going to go to Luke 17. Luke chapter 17 and look at something here because we're talking about thanksgiving and prayer. That's what we read in Philippians, that we are to uh, pray about everything with thanksgiving, giving thanks for God to God for what He's done. And uh, this is a very... I like this story. Verse 11 of Luke chapter 17 says, that Now it happened as Jesus went to Jerusalem that He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as He'd entered a certain village, there met Him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when He saw them, He said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were what? They were cleansed. And one of them, Everybody shout, one of them. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed. When he saw that he was healed. Let me ask you, you think the others saw that they were healed? They had to have. If he saw he was healed, all ten would have saw that they were healed. So Jesus healed them when he saw that he was healed. The Bible says... He returned. And with a loud voice, he glorified God and fell down on his face at at Jesus' feet. What was he doing? Giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And he was giving Jesus thanks. Why? For what Jesus had done. Am I right? For what he had done. For what he had done. Listen to me. I've said this so many times. If you've been here any length of time, you're probably thinking, I know exactly what you're going to say. Well, I hope you do. Because if you know what I'm going to say, you must be getting something. I mean, he went to Jesus based upon what Jesus had done. Huh? So here he is. He said, well, I'm healed. There's no more leprosy on my hands. There's no more leprosy on my body. So he went and thanked God for what Jesus, he was saying, Jesus, thank you for what you've done. Thank you that you have healed me. Thank you that you healed me. Isn't it what basically what Philippians were telling us in prayer? You need to pull back sometimes and look and see what Jesus has done. Start thanking him for that. And then start thanking him. And he said he, he fell, he fell down as on, his, on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Now listen to what it says in verse 17. So Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed? So we know they were all healed, right? Where they're not ten cleansed. So Jesus said, all of them was, all ten of y'all, all ten of you guys was healed. You were all cleansed. Every single one of you. And he says, uh, but where are the nine? Does Jesus pay attention to when people give thanks and when they don't? Where are the other nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And the King James says, has made you whole. Now let me tell you something about this leper. And most everybody here knows that leprosy has a tendency to eat part, eat your body away. And uh, I heard when I was, I've read about it, it said it usually starts like on your nose or on your face or something. And so obviously you're going to notice when something is ate away or something like that. And so he returns, he's given thanks. Listen to me, he's given thanks for what Jesus did. He's given thanks that I have been cleansed, that their leprosy is no longer in my body, and he came back just thanking God that I have been cleansed. He wasn't thinking about... Uh, I don't believe he was thinking about what's going to take place after that, that moment. 
He was just glad he was healed or cleansed. And Jesus said, listen, your faith, your eyes go your way. Your faith has made you well. Let me tell you something. Faith, listen to this, faith will always have a thankful heart. Faith will always have a thankful heart. And so he returned, and all of a sudden, what happens to him is, is remarkable. It's amazing. It's a miracle. Let me tell you what whole means. We all know what whole means. It means to restore to health. Restore to health and soundness, to be well. The entire thing. The entire, the entire thing, the entire or total assemblage of parts. The entire or total assemblage of parts. You know, could you imagine this guy? He comes back, he gets his nose back. That sometimes what amazes us that here a guy is that's got leprosy, just because he returned to give thanks. Now listen, he was still going to go to the priest because he had to to be declared clean, like Jesus told him. But he thought, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to just go back real quick, and I'm going to thank Jesus because he cleansed me. Now I'm going to go do what he told me to do. But first of all, I'm going to let him know I appreciate this. I appreciate what you did for me. And could you imagine... So he comes back to Jesus, gets his nose back, gets his ear back, gets any other part that was missing back, and so he goes after that to the priest. Them guys might have still been there. That's probably saying, now who are you? Well, I'm, I'm, old, I'm, old, I'm, I'm Bubba. No, 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 Bubba didn't have a nose when we left up there. He said, yeah, but you know, the, 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 the most amazing, powerful thing happened in my life. I decided to go back. I decided to thank God for what He did, to thank Jesus for what He did. I decided to have a grateful heart, and when I went back, all of a sudden, Jesus looked at me and said, your faith has made you whole. And all of a sudden, bam, I got to know. All of a sudden, I'm made whole. Wow! I, I bet you they could kick themselves. Now, why didn't we go with him? Huh? Listen, I'm telling you something. Sometimes we see things happening for people we're thinking, now I know they ain't no better than me. I go to church as much as they do. I, I, I read the Bible maybe as much. Of course, we don't know what anybody does, actually. We don't know who reads their Bible, who don't. We don't know who's praying, who's not praying. We just assume everybody does and do, do does or do. Huh? But I found this out. You can see the fruit of what people do. You can see the fruit of what people... See, they saw the fruit of what he did. They saw the results of what he did. And I'm telling Jesus said, if you'll pray secretly, God will reward you openly. Huh? You said, what does that mean? That means when you're praying for things and you're just in your own, own closet in your prayer time and you're having, you're thanking God, you're praising God, you're worshiping God and you're doing all things like that, all of a sudden when you walk out, you start getting the manifestations of what you've been praying for and people see it. Why? Because it's reward, you're rewarded openly. 
Not that God's doing it to try to uh, uh, show anybody, uh, uh, well, maybe he is or something, but he did, uh, the thing about God is he wants you to understand that he blesses thankfulness. Thankfulness, amen? Colossians 4.12 says this, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Praise God. So thanksgiving is a very important part of this. Let's go to one more story anyway tonight if I can get through this. Let's go to Matthew 15. Matthew 15. We all know this story. These stories are good. We need to read them and just meditate on them and think about them. Remember, uh, we're talking about the step of praise and worship and thanksgiving. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him, saying, verse 21, Matthew 15, And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Now, understand, you say, well, pastor, you're talking about prayer. I am talking about prayer. uh, Don't we come to Jesus in prayer? Don't we come to Jesus in prayer? We come to Jesus in prayer. They was coming to Jesus for a need a certain thing going on in their lives. And she came and cried and said, Lord, son, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. His disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him. Then she came and worshipped him. Then she came and worshipped him. Then she, didn't you know we are to have worship in our prayer? In our prayer time? Because worship is prayer. Worship is prayer. She came and worshipped him. I mean, here it looks like the door has been shut. There's no way I'm going to get my answer. I'm telling you, have you ever been praying and it looks like the doors are all shut? Just stay at it. I said, just stay at it. Stay at it. Begin to worship God. Praise God. And she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. Now, we don't know what she was doing in worship. We just know she was worshipping God. And... uh she was worshiping him, and notice what it said, but he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. On top of everything else, she's, she's, she can be humiliated. You know what's so amazing about this woman is she didn't let her feelings get in the way of what she was needing and what she was desiring from God. I'm telling you, sometimes we get our, wear our feelings on our, our shirt sleeves. We're just, anything's gonna bother us and make us mad and get us upset and all such as that. Well, she thought, you know, I've come here for a reason. I'm gonna tell you, if you're not careful when you're praying, the devil will bring up everything and everybody that's ever said or anything, done anything wrong to you. Is anybody in church? Huh? Am I right? I mean, he'll make sure you, you start playing that, that video over in your mind. And I'm telling you, she went and Jesus said, well, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs because after all, she was a Can- uh, uh, what was she, a Canaanite woman, a Canaanite woman, and, and she didn't have no right to the promises of God or the covenant of God, but she knew this, Jesus is casting out devils and my daughter is demons possessed 
and I want to go to him and I'm going to get something for my daughter. Oh, listen to her answer why she's a worshiper. Let me tell you, let me, let me, can I throw this out there and help you? Worshippers are going to be least, worshippers are going to be less likely to get offended. Y'all need to already write that down, at least in your mind. Huh? I'm telling you, she began to worship God. Just worship, just worship me, just worship me. And, and then she, then Jesus, Jesus started, oh Lord, something's getting pulled out of me right now. Something's getting pulled out of me. About to do something, about to do something. Hold on, woman. It's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dog. Listen, you don't have a right to this. And you're, you're, can you imagine? Insinuate, it's kind of like your little dog. Well, I'll tell you what, I got a little dog. And I, if I was, they can call me a little dog all they want. She's a precious little thing. <laughs> she said, yes, Lord. Listen, what is she doing? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. How many knows what Lord means? Master, supreme in authority. Yes, Lord. Yes, I, I might be a little dog. That, that's all right. Oh, but listen to her answer. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. I just need a crumb. I don't need the whole slice. I don't need the whole loaf. I just need a crumb. Come on now. I sit in my office today and have my little dog in there today. Cause I got some painting going on in my house. And so we brought her and I went to Bush's chicken and I went to Bush's chicken and got some chicken. And I told him, could y'all throw a couple of extra tenders in there? I got my little dog. She needs some, she needs some chicken. She said, sure will. And then I got it free anyway. The whole package. Cause my daughter was in front of me and she paid for it when I got there. It was pouring down the rain. She was parked in front of me and the lady come out. And she don't, she has no idea of that state, my daughter and who I am. And I said, if you tell that woman in front to move out of my way, I'll pull up and get out of this rain. She went. I said, and I hope that's my daughter sitting in that car up there. She said, oh, it's your daughter. So she told her. But here's what she, my, my little girl, dog did. She jumps up in my chair and on my desk for a tender. She didn't give a rip if I called her a dog or what. She said, call me what you want. Just don't forget to call me for supper. (laughs) Huh? You know, she wasn't concerned about what Jesus said about her. She was there for a purpose. I'm there for a reason. And she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, oh, woman. Man, when you can impress Jesus, especially after he said, you don't have a right to this. You don't have a covenant. And when you can impress him by what you say, now let me tell you something, you got to understand something. Your words have got to be coming out of your heart. If your words are coming out of some kind of bitterness or unforgiveness, Jesus knows that. And so here he said, uh, uh, he said to her, oh woman, great is your what? Your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And listen to this. Her daughter was healed from that very hour. 
from that very hour. I believe when she started worshiping God, it made a big impact on her. When you start worshiping God, even in prayer, when you worship God in praise and worship at church, honey, if you get lockjawed during praise and worship, you're going to get in trouble. You need to be a person that says, I'm going to enter in whether I can sing or whether I don't, because there's some faith being generated in here. And I want to release some things. Listen, when I always say the reason we even do praise and worship, especially at the beginning of the service, to get all our minds straight. Get us all in one accord. And so when this woman came to Jesus, he said, listen, by rights, I can't do this for you, but her faith and her answer to him caused Jesus to do what she came for him to do. Prayer is so important. Prayer is important. Listen, our prayer life, and I'm going to quit there, our prayer life has got to be more than just God bless me and my family. We've got to put some substance in that prayer. We've got to put some word in that prayer. We've got to put some thanksgiving in that prayer. We've got to put some praise and worship in that prayer. You said, well, I don't feel like I can do stuff like Yes, you can. You'd be surprised if when you get by yourself and you start just worshiping God and you lift your hands up. In fact, and when Jesus was telling them, uh, giving them the, 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 the guidance in prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer, when he said, you are to say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Did you know that's starting off with exalting God and lifting God up and praising Him? That starts off. And even, uh, uh, how does it go? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For that is the power, the glory, and the kingdom forever and ever. He ended it with praise. He ended it with praise. Started it and ended it with praise and thanksgiving unto God. I'm telling you, that's the way our prayer life are to be. Man, we are to, in, in between, and in between, just thanking God. Lift your hands and thank Him. Father, we thank You. Father, we thank You that You're such a good God. You're such a mighty God. We have such a, a, a great respect and honor for You. God, we know that if we ask anything according to Your will, You hear us. And God, if we know that you hear us, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired and ask of you. But Father, we just want you to know tonight that we're thankful for what you have done. We're thankful that we're saved, been washed in the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you graced us with the ability to get to church tonight. God, we had money to put gas in our cars. We had, uh, we have means to get here, Father. We just want to thank you, Father, that you got here safe, got us here safely, and you're taking us home safely. God, we thank you that as we hear the Word of God and, and we're growing by the Word of God, God, we're going to be a people that, that values our time with you, that will value our time with you, God, whatever time that might be. God, whether it be in the morning, whether it be in the day, whether it be at night, God, whether we're, we're traveling to work or whatever we might do, God, that we'll value our time with you and realize it's an important part and time of our lives. We love you so much. We thank you so much, and we give you glory tonight. God, let us let us always be aware of your goodness yes. and your mercy 
and your grace, always aware of the good things that you desire and want for our lives. What an awesome God you are. We love you and praise you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Isn't God good? Well, I hope I helped you a little bit tonight. Praise God. We just need to get stirred up to pray. Amen. Praise God.